Hello, Assalamualaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And well, this being monsoon season, the weather is pleasant and at the same time unpleasant. There's humidity, but there's also cool breeze. So that's how our days are passing. But apart from that, when it comes to the people, the country, the industries, as we know, um, the government basically came here to drive the country into bankruptcy. The country was already almost bankrupt when they left. When Imran Khan's government took over, they had to very painfully um, put the country back on track. And uh, as soon as America got aware of how Pakistan was getting out of their grasp, how Pakistan was getting back on track, they uh, fueled their minions with uh, heavy finances to start anti-state sentiments which they did within a year within a year of the of Imran Khan's um, government they had begun and now uh, they're because they've gotten their full power illegally uh, what they're doing is that they are basically driving the country back into bankruptcy and this is deliberate if anybody thinks that it's because of their incompetence or because they're just corrupt you're wrong it's not it, it is because they're corrupt that they were given this job right from the start the past 40 50 years these people have been actively um basically destroying this country right from within cutting down the roots and they're back uh, doing that. And because of that, businesses have collapsed. Uh, small businesses that were initiated during Imran Khan's tenure, um, they have collapsed. Big businesses have uh, basically become bankrupt. Um, they've become a shell of their own former selves. But let me tell you one thing, um, corruption and forced bribery, um, and, you know, government uh, servants, they want you to bribe them in order to process something that is actually a due process regarding your businesses. You have to bribe people in order to get your items that you've imported. You have to bribe people in order to export your items. You have to bribe people in order to get your papers processed. You have to bribe the government in order to do something that the government is supposed to do in the first place but um, apart from that I think one of the major reasons why businesses in Pakistan are never um, long-term and why they always collapse is because of lack of customer uh, importance lack of customer services and by services we mean after sales services um, for example uh, there is one thing that Pakistanis as individuals have uh, as a, it's a major flaw not just with Pakistanis you will find it amongst Indians and Bangladeshis as well because at the end of the day we're all one we're very different but at the same time because we've lived together and we've merged together for centuries so we are essentially one and one of the biggest flaws of being a Desi, I'll refer them all generally under the umbrella of Desis because that's what we all refer to ourselves as in our own countries. We're all, Desi literally means local or a native. Um, so, but in this case, when I'm saying Desis, I'm covering the whole subcontinent. So one of the major flaws of a Desi is they will always make false promises, especially when they want something from you. And they will never fulfill those promises. Um, they will never take responsibility for their claims, for their decisions, for their actions. And that is essentially 
um, the reason behind the doom or downfall of any country is that when the whole society becomes um, so selfish and so inconsiderate and then they disregard rules and ethics and social and moral and legal values, then the country automatically gets driven towards bankruptcy. Why? Because when your individual um, flaws become familial flaws and those familial flaws become uh, traditional flaws and then they become societal flaws and then they become cultural flaws and then they become uh, professional flaws because these flaws then seep into every single part of the society um, and they start erosion um, right deep within the foundations of a society and so the whole nation becomes like that and so the whole nation collapses at the end of the day so not just having uh, criminals for politicians is enough when your own people are just as bad um, in following basic ethics and moral codes then your country has collapsed and that is basically one of the major reasons why businesses in Pakistan cannot survive for too long. Um, here's just a minor example. If you remember in some of my previous episodes, I talked about my experience with Sky Electric. Now, Sky Electric was, uh, it claimed, you know, itself to be a pioneer in, uh, you know, um, in solar hybrid energy system for residences, although there were so many way before them and uh, those majorly worked with uh, on commercial basis and have only now worked more and more towards residential. But the reason why Sky Electric, uh, there were two of them, there was Sky Electric and there was Pandora, I think. So these two were the ones that uh, sort of are peers of each other. They claimed themselves to be pioneers in the sense that not only did they bring um, the hybrid system into residential areas but they were supposed to have brought innovative technology as in the latest technology and they were supposed to give remote monitoring and 24 7 services and uh you know um basically a sort of a semi-ai semi system i'll call it semi because it's really not ai although they claim it's ai you know so they have this integrated system that is um, according to them ai system and so there's always remote monitoring as well and so you know things cannot go wrong and there are services and maintenance and stuff in that now um but here's here's the the you know the <laughs> here's the problem now um when they send uh, their sales, when they had just begun, you know, and they started sending their sales representatives to, to customers to get customers, um, you, the company cannot blame their sales representatives, really. Um, and I would also never blame the sales representatives for misinforming or misguiding somebody. I would blame the company because this is something that companies all over the world have learned. And that is, if your employee has made a promise to a customer and based on that promise or those promises, which we call, you know, good faith also in, in contract law, this comes under good faith. So when you make promises based on which a contract is finally signed, um, then those promises automatically become the company's responsibility. They have to fulfill those promises regardless of whether those promises were really um, part of the company policy or not. Now, the sales representative in the beginning, um, because we were one of the very first clients of Sky Electric, okay, very first. That means that at that time, Sky Electric had 
barely begun and sky electric did not even have the money to get the materials we had to pay them the money and then they would get the materials so we were literally paying for the materials and because of that there was a lot of delay now they claimed to have international standards but um and so they made us pay double the amount of what normally one would pay for a system for the exact same system of a 5 kV now a 5 kV system was cheap as hell really cheap but they made it a little more than double they made us pay a little more than double claiming that it's because they were offering all these services and all these um, you know the remote monitoring and the 24 hour 7 support service and this and that but actually we paid separately within that amount we paid separately for those services as well and that the app according to them the app was also part of it and this and that now first misleading is, is that the services and the app um this was the first misleading information we got is that this was part of the whole package which later on we after two years um we had paid extra for maintenance of two years now after the two years of our services package was over we found out that the all the notifications and all the 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 stuff that you get on the app that that was going to be no longer available and that their remote monitoring would no longer be available as well so in the beginning they said that this was part of the package and that the extra amount that we were paying for 2 years was basically maintenance now then they claimed that the app notifications and the remote monitoring are part of maintenance and part of the services so once you no longer pay for them then you no longer get them number 1 on which i really gave it to them i really gave it to them because i actually have studied the law so um and then now number 2 during installation uh, before in before signing the contract one of the major promises is that they promised to follow the nepra rules and guidelines where if the roof on which you're working uh, the roof on which you are installing the panels is old then uh, you must apply cemented um foundation basically so basically you have to uh, cement the frames of the panels for added security and they prom they said that they would do that according to nepra guidelines as well you have to always install a separate uh neutral line uh for your solar system you cannot join it to the house the uh, the the home in which you're installing the system you cannot join um the neutral uh line of that house directly to your solar system um but these are the two things that as soon as they signed the contract uh, we signed the contract and as soon as they got the money when they began installation these are the two things that they reneged on then um they used shoddy um methods really um during installation their installation was not up to the mark um the work done was not of international standards it was your plain old desi standard so we were wondering why are we paying so much money for such low quality services and then the materials that they've used also are not very very good in the sense that one of their um you could say one of their uh pipes 
uh, for the lack of a better word. Basically, what you do is that you always insulate wires or wiring or cables in plastic, long plastic pipes, right? And that is to shield them uh, from harsh weather. Now, uh, one of their pipes literally cracked due to the heat and it just cracked and started disintegrating because it was not good uh, quality plastic. Um, and, and just to change that, they took four months. And that even at the end of the day, I just told them, you know what, just slit another pipe in half. Just put the wires in it and then seal, seal it off with a tape. And, and at the end, they did that. And it took them four months just to do that. Um, in between, the filters that were used in the fans of the, of the inverter system, the cooling fans. Now, the, there, were, there are four fans on top, and there's one fan below. Now, the, the filters that were used in the fans above, they were of such low quality that they literally tore. Now, to replace those filters, again, they took four months. Now, remember, in their package, um, in the whole deal and the contract and everything, it is a 24-7 support service. And this is while we had we were still within those services, that we, we had contracted those services. It's still within the time frame of all of that. And in fact, it was just months after installation or within a year uh, of the installation. Then net metering. When it came to net metering, they delayed that for almost a year again, uh, at least half a year. Uh, they took half a year to install the net meter, which meant obviously that we had lost a lot of um, that advantage that we were supposed to gain from installing uh, a solar system, a hybrid solar system, where you're selling electricity to um, the government and you're getting free units in return. Now. Uh, so that loss was incurred as well. Plus, during installation, another loss that was incurred was due to the inexperience and lack of professionalism of their uh, electricians. Um, they literally uh, blew out our main wire, main grid wiring, which we had to replace. I mean, there was so much shoddy work done throughout the process. Now, imagine that you are paying something, uh, you're paying double the amount of what you're supposed to pay for a system because that system claims to have the latest technology and international standards and everything is, you know, uh, according to the global standard and quality is maintained and this and that. And yet you're getting the same thing that you would have gotten from any other uh, solar system installer, really. Same products, uh, same quality, same workmanship, same services. And now, um, according to warranty, uh, this is a, this is a law all over the world, regardless of whatever it is that you claim. No matter what clauses you add in your contract, as lo uh, as long as those clauses uh, contradict your statutory uh, rights or statutory laws, then those cannot be applied. It doesn't matter what clauses you add in any contract, remember that. So based on that, uh, the, the, the government law that, the, that NEPRA had put up of cementing and solidifying foundations of panels on old roofs and uh, installing a separate neutral wiring for your system, these two laws were violated. Now, because of one of these violations, the neutral line, the neutral wiring, because of that, 
um, our system finally blew up and crashed. And this was three and a half years uh, or three years after installation. Now, when the system blew up, it was again because of their added negligence, because when uh, I called them, telling them that something was wrong with the system and that there was this, uh, they, they said that, okay, you need to pay us first, because now the two year of paid services term was over. And I said, yeah, fine, I'll pay you, but just send somebody. Now, they not only delayed sending me um, the voucher for payment or the form, uh, you know, not only did they delay uh, opening the complaint and then delayed sending me the form so that I could fill it so that I could pay them, this caused an additional delay which caused the system to blow up. And then they just replaced it with another system which was refurbished. Now, understand that. According to warranty laws, when a, when a product within warranty ceases to work, you replace it with a brand new product if you cannot repair it. Now, um, they, could, they took the system out to repair and then they replaced it with a refurbished uh, system which again blew up within hours. And then they uh, again uh, tried to find out what was going on. And after so much digging, we found out that it was their negligence during installation. Now, if this was any other country, they would have had to pay their clients damages. But again, this is how in Pakistan there are no rules, no, uh, there are laws, but nobody follows them and nobody implements them. And because of that, people get away but not taking responsibility for the, all the damages that they cause other people. Now, the loss and the damage that they caused us due to their system blowing up twice, they never paid us for those damages. And plus, they wanted us to pay them in order to install their neutral line. Um, that peed me off so much that I showed them the NEPRA law and I told them that because they violated the law, um, I can actually sue them for this and even get them blacklisted. And it was after that, after I actually put it up on social media and all the other solar system installers, when they noticed what had been done and they criticized them for that, saying that this was actually the law and how could they violate it, then they decided to very, uh, they actually thought that they were doing me a huge favor by installing the neutral wire upon which I again virtually smacked them two to three times, uh, stating that this was actually the law and that they had violated it and this was their duty. Then um, they replaced my whole system with a refurbished system at the end still. Why? Because, now see this again, why are clients in Pakistan supposed to be understanding when the company that you have paid to fulfill a certain service can no longer provide that service due to its inefficiency or its incompetence. Why? In any other civilized country all over the world, has any client have to did any client have to suffer uh, for the incompetence of the company whose services they've hired? Especially again, when you've paid double the amount you would pay any other company. So because of their incompetence, they failed to keep all their items in their warehouse. Okay, now understand this. They were issuing a four-year warranty to their clients. And yet three years into that, 
three years into that warranty time frame, they do not have the materials. You get that? They actually gave a four-year warranty to their clients for the whole system. But three years into that, they did not have any of the products available in their warehouse or their office. Whose fault is that? Is it the client's fault? Why should the client suffer for the incompetence and the unprofessional, unethical attitude of a company in Pakistan? This is how companies fail to survive in Pakistan because they want the clients to pay for everything and then they do not want to deliver. They take the payment, but they do not deliver. The client suffers as we're suffering. Why? Because, because they failed to acquire or even keep or store all the products and all the items that they needed for the system, they installed a refurbished system. And because of that, they installed a refurbished tablet. Now, there's a tablet um, on, on the system that basically is, you could say, um, it gives you the whole statistics of how much is being produced, how much is being sold. You are online, you are offline, grid-wise. And, you know, basically everything is there on the tablet for you to see. Uh, and that is also how they remotely monitor your system through the tablet and how the whole system basically is made sure to have uh, a communication. So an internal communication flow has to be maintained. And that is all done through the tablet. Now, once they installed the refurbished system, they basically put a refurbished tablet and that tablet had been refurbished like a million times. So I mean, this is a huge company that professes to be of international standards, that professes to be of a global standard. And yet not only does it fail to have all products needed for its customers that it has guaranteed a four year warranty of, but it also cannot even acquire tablets, brand new tablets. Where is all that money that the company has been taking from its clients going? The company had enough money to buy a new system for new clients, but it did not have the money to get the old system for the older clients to be available. It has money to get an updated system, but it doesn't have money to get tablets for their systems that are already in use. And also understand that because of their um, this whole uh, deal of never fulfilling the promises and being overly expensive, they have very limited clients. In fact, they are they have failed to get new clients, which is why they were looking for ways on how to cash in more from their older clients. Like for example, they actually wanted me to pay uh, a huge amount to continue to retain their services. Yeah, so they blocked the app and they blocked um, all, um, you know, like literally they blocked the app itself. And then they blocked all services 
so that they were trying to blackmail their old clients into paying them huge sums to acquire their services, which were actually not needed. So none of those services were needed. And the app that they blocked, um, the, the notifications and on all, and uh, you know, I mean, that was the most ridiculous thing they could ever do because again, that cannot happen. Legally, you, I mean, every system has an app and every app is actually free. And all the, um, all the features that an app has are part of the app and they are all free as well, especially once you've paid for that app once and for all. And so to block some of the features of an app just so that you could blackmail, coerce, or exploit your existing customers. I mean, imagine if uh, Microsoft one day would announce that they're blocking all features of Windows 10 and that only if you pay an exponential amount to them will they send you upgrades and updates and continue your system services. Can you even imagine that? Now, for a very tiny app that is not even a huge system, they were trying to exploit and manipulate their customers. Customers like me, um, who actually know the law and who know how to argue with them and who know how to fight with them and who know how to tell them where they're wrong and how they're wrong, um, you know, they've never met such customers because, again, in Pakistan, customers, they just get so stressed out because this is the norm, you see? This is the norm here in Pakistan that you never get what you pay for and people never deliver on their promises, which is why, as I said, I have a policy in Pakistan to never invest in this country. And this is something that most people like me have realized. And that is why even overseas Pakistanis who were actually even contemplating uh, investing in Pakistan during Imran Khan's government have now um, probably are very relieved that they did not. Because as we can see, the government is no longer his. And even when it, he was in government, all the people in the bureaucratic machinery were not his. And they were doing every single thing they could to ensure the failure of his government. One of those things being uh, defrauding um, the potential investors from abroad and creating a lot of issues in order to um, stop investors from abroad coming into the country and investing in businesses or ventures in the country. Because of that, now businesses have suffered hugely in Pakistan because uh, those from abroad who wanted to invest or those who actually had the misfortune to invest now have had to, be, have had to close down their businesses because they were working on ethics, whereas the people in this country do not work on ethics. The government does not work on ethics. Now, the companies in Pakistan who do not work on ethics are also being forced to close down again because how long can you survive when you do not deliver? Nobody is going to pay you their hard-earned money, especially if it's overcharged, if you're charging somebody more than what is the market rate, then that person will never come to you. And that is why Sky Electric failed to get more clients. So again, instead of focusing on their existing clients, they try to blackmail their existing clients, they try to exploit their existing clients, and they failed to even provide items as per warranty to their existing clients. So this said tablet that they added to my refurbished system, that tablet was also refurbished and it was refurbished multiple times. So you can understand what happened. The tablet failed. 
within a month. Within a month, the tablet failed and it caused disruption in the system, which caused the system to stop recharging because the system is attached to batteries. Batteries are storage. That means you have backup. And when the, when the, system do, when the batteries do not charge, then the system shuts down. So that happened. Then they changed the tablet with another refurbished tablet that again had the same problem. Again, batteries could not charge or when they reached a low level, critical level, they did not even give an alarm. And then again, they would go poof. Then again, they changed to another tablet. Now that tablet had a problem that that tablet itself couldn't charge. And so it would always uh, shut down. And so there was no communication. Now. They changed that, they replaced that with a temporary tablet. Now this temporary tablet that I have, uh, what it does is it blanks out, like the screen goes completely blank and you can't see anything. Now that happens on a daily basis. It happens for a few minutes, sometimes a few hours, you know, and then it goes back to normal, obviously, because this was a temporary replacement. Now they promised me that they would replace it with a brand new one, but now every one two weeks they call me and they say that we want to come and replace your tablet and whenever i ask them is it a brand new one they don't give me a proper answer and they or when i force an answer out of them then they tell me that it looks brand new i said what do you mean by it looks brand new see now my warranty is over four years are up warranty is up I do not want them to set me up with a tablet that would die every month. So what do they want? They want me to call them every month, pay them every single time to make them change a tablet. This is the height of corruption. This is the height of dishonesty, of unprofessional negligence. Um, this is the height of malfeasance on their part, that they are actually unethical in their business standards and in their so immoral in their business values and they have actually continued to try to fob me off with refurbished items that have a very short uh, short lifespan so when companies do that to their customers like for example now shopkeepers there's another thing that has started in pakistan shopkeepers import branded items they sell it uh, online to their customers and then later on the customers find out that the item has worked only once and now it fails to work again especially when it comes to electronics and electrical appliances i have a policy never to buy them online Always go to a physical store, go to a, one of the older stores that you know, go to a renowned store that you know, because then you can cash them easily and they take responsibility. The older stores still take responsibility, which is why they still exist. Now see the difference here. I'll repeat it. Some of the oldest shops in Pakistan still exist because they still know how to take responsibility. So if an item that they have sold you has a flaw, they replace it for you or they find somebody to repair it for you. And they take responsibility. Now, uh, when it comes to these new businessmen or these new shops, what they're doing is that they are importing stuff from abroad. Now, here's another um, two-faced uh, value that you can see here. For the same price, if you buy that same item anywhere else in Europe or America, for the exact same price, you will get the genuine item. You will get the genuine manufacturer. 
the original product. But for that same price in Pakistan, you are getting a second-rate knockoff of that product. You think you're buying the genuine thing, but you're actually buying a knockoff. Or you're buying, again, a refurbished product that is sold as brand new. So this is how manufacturers are also um, earning profits. Traders are earning profits, manufacturers are earning profits, and the government personnel that are taking bribes are earning profits. And the person that is suffering is, again, the consumer. So despite all the consumer courts uh, in Pakistan and despite the consumer laws, there is nothing There is absolutely nothing that a consumer can do. During Imran Khan's time, he actually expedited uh, cases in consumer courts so that, you know, you were very quick to get an indictment. You were very quick to get a resolution. But again, now that this government has come, nobody has any hope for anything. So once again, the customer is suffering due to the corruption, the dishonesty, the lack of ethical values, the lack of business values, the lack of legal, uh, moral and social values uh, of on the part of service renderers of the service industry. It doesn't matter if they're restaurants or if they're doctors or if they're lawyers. It doesn't matter if they are uh, solar uh, system installers. It doesn't matter if they are private or public organizations. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're mechanics. It doesn't matter if they're skilled workers, electricians. It doesn't matter who they are. Nobody's taking responsibility. And here's another example. Our washing machine, our brand new washing machine, um, suddenly its its, um, spinner wasn't working. Now, we've got an automatic machine, a fully automatic machine that is almost 30 years old, mind you. It's a Bompani uh, automatic machine, and that still works after 30 years. Although we, because it takes up a lot of electricity, and then in Pakistan later on, there was a lot of load shedding. So we kind of, you know, removed that machine and put it in, in the pantry and just left it there for another good 15 years. And after 15 years, we got that machine out, and we got a, a very old experience electrician uh, he came and he set it up and it was working nothing at all happened to it now that that machine moved countries with us that machine stayed with us for 30 years out of which half of its life it didn't it, it didn't even work because it wasn't connected to anything and it's working as good as new now our Pakistani manufactured higher uh, machine. This we decided to get a, uh, a semi-automatic to make things a bit faster because in an automatic machine it takes a lot of time. So in a semi-automatic the advantage of it is that while on, the, on one side you are washing the clothes, on the other side you're drying the other uh, you know, you're, you're drying the, the first batch of clothes that you've already washed. And so you get free very quickly. Within an hour 40 or 40 minutes, you've done all the washing. Whereas in an automatic machine, as you know, when we have to separate our laundry and put them in batches, you have to wait a good 30 minutes per batch. But here in, in the whole uh, total span of 40 minutes, you're done. So um, basically, uh, this higher semi-automatic twin tub machine um, the spinner wasn't working so we sent it to the electrician now this is supposed to be an electrician in our uh, neighborhood 
and there are two to three of them and they have all been here for years and yet look at their standards just look at their standards of services um, you pay them the full market rate and yet this is how did they deliver when we sent the machine to the person uh, when the machine came back we found that in the washing tub the washer every time you filled in water it will all drain out so they had basically broken uh, the lock that you know locks the drain when you're ready for washing and when you unlock the drain to drain the water out so when you lock the drain back in and get ready for washing it doesn't lock so the water would just come out all the soap the water everything would just come out in full flow then we sent it back to him he still didn't fix it instead what he did was he uh, broke the cover of the spinner then we said okay now that you've broken it at least try to fix it but he had broken it in such a way that he couldn't fix it now here's another problem with these electricians or these whatnots they just work one or two years and after that they declare themselves masters and then they gather all these apprentices and then they give all these appliances to these apprentices and they tell them to experiment on them and yet for that they charge you the full market fee so he broke the cover now the thing about the cover of the spinner is that when you open up the cover the spinner stops so that is a very good very handy thing for you but now we had to disconnect the whole thing so that the spinner should not be affected by the cover because now it no longer had a cover now the cover cannot even be replaced and you cannot even find a new cover by the way because it's no longer in the market that is how things are in Pakistan as soon as they bring something into the market then after that they just stop bringing anything and everything to do with it in the market so that you are forced to go and get a new item in order to look for a replacement now we sent the machine back to him again because again uh, again the spinners uh, started having problems what did they do um, they literally damaged the bearings and they sent it back then we sent it back to them then they replaced the bearings now remember although the damages are caused by them we have paid them every single time to fix the damage that they caused so in Pakistan basically you pay people to cause you damage you pay people in Pakistan to cause you damage and to cause you loss so how long do you think will that electrician stay in the industry or in the field how long will people we sent the machine to him five times till date and the first time they broke the lock the second time they damaged the bearings and they broke the uh, the second time they bro they broke the the cover of the spinner the third time they damaged the bearings and then the fourth time the fourth time um, they created a problem that caused the machine to basically electrocute anybody so whenever you're washing the clothes as soon as you put your hand in to get the clothes out you would get electrocuted so the whole machine would would be in a constant buzz even if you turned it off from the from behind it would take a good 10 minutes for it to stop buzzing with electric current for that we sent it back to them and then what did they do uh, they used the machine as a base in order for them to drill something and so they've drilled holes now on the machine's body
not a single penny has been given to us to pay for all these damages caused yet we had to pay them again to fix the shit and as a result this machine is now we are no longer comfortable with it so after all that money that was spent on trying to fix this machine for one minor fault one extremely minor fault they have destroyed the whole machine and now we are obliged to buy a new one and nowadays because of the inflation rates we all know what the machine rates are washing machine rates so this is how local companies manufacture products that do not even fulfill the quality standards the minimum quality standards that are part of the whole global and international uh, you know uh, law forget national law so you have companies that do not even manufacture their products using good quality materials but they charge the earth from their customers and then you have the electricians who make things worse then you have the plumbers who make things worse because now even the bathrooms the new bathrooms that you want to go and buy you don't get good materials but they cost you the earth so gone are the days when you had those extremely durable solid tiles in your bathroom that never came off or never cracked or never broke gone are the days when you got those stainless steel sanitary fittings because now they sell you stainless steel but you find out that it's actually iron alloy coated in chrome which turns black and green and gray and it's high maintenance and you can't even clean them why because again the maids that you have because everybody has to have a maid now so because the maids that you have when they wash your bathrooms they just throw water everywhere and they don't wipe things down and they don't clean things so the soap deposits stay there the water deposits stay there and then your bathrooms your completely new bathrooms get ruined in a matter of months so in pakistan this is the chain of consequences of how people from every single class in the society um basically add to the loss and damages that are incurred in this country nobody takes responsibility um the poor person will not take responsibility because he's too poor to take responsibility the rich man will not take responsibility because he's too rich to take responsibility the middle class person is the one who is being totally screwed because he is paying his taxes he is paying all the, for all the investments he is paying for all the skilled labor he is paying uh for everybody really um the 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 american imported government are trying their best that they should exempt like america has done uh, in its own country now it wants its minions to do in other countries to make things easier for them to control easier for the american establishment to control and that is that they should exempt the elites from taxes so now the poor man will pay the taxes and yet the poor man is going to suffer the consequences of uh, getting losses and damages and all these losses and all these damages that are incurred nobody is going to take responsibility for it neither the government for example now here's the government the government has caused a huge loss uh in subsidized items the government has stored illegally stored sugar 
and flower and they have deliberately given the public uh, low quality flower that actually is not even 100% flower they have mixed it with something else and the poor man is not getting it for free by the way the poor man is still paying subsidized rates for that and sugar the prices are always hiked for sugar and flour deliberately so a, a deliberate crisis or a deliberate shortage is always caused by the government in order to earn more money and they ex privately export or smuggle these items out the amount of flour that gets smuggled to afghanistan is it's just incomparable to anywhere else in the world similarly the amount of basmati rice that is that has always been smuggled to india usually via dubai and then india puts the indian stamp on it and you people all over the world you buy that thinking that you're buying indian basmati rice india does not really produce basmati you need to understand that first indian basmati doesn't really exist basmati is mainly produced in pakistan and that even in a very limited section of pakistan and that basmati gets exported all over the world but more than that it gets smuggled to india and then india puts the indian basmati stamp and so basically when you're buying indian basmati you're buying pakistani smuggled rice so you are adding to the loss of pakistans similarly the flour that is being smuggled to afghanistan directly by the government and by private flour mill owners that in return goes where you should all know now when it comes to the government again here is another example of the losses incurred the wapda which is the water and uh, power supply department uh, which later on decided to become uh, they thought they would become cooler if they you know make everybody separate and so you have lesco which is for lahore electrical supply company and then you have karachi's own and then k electric and then you know stuff like that you have all these now the problem here is um what wabda does is it keeps on increasing the rates of electricity per unit as we know the government has again announced a seven and a half rupee increase per unit on electricity but the thing is you don't even get electricity half the day you are basically facing load shedding um, for hours on end sometimes and these are all unannounced uh, load shedding and as soon as because nowadays it's monsoon so every time it rains the first thing that they do is they shut down the electricity from the back end okay for so called safety purposes you have all that money uh to go on trips abroad and you have all that money to give cars to uh your bureaucratic officials to bribe them but you did not have that money to put on the maintenance and upgradation of uh your wabda your power supply company and you did not have that money to uh, upgrade and update all the necessary infrastructural uh uh you know all all the infrastructure and all the systems that you need to upgrade and update in the country you don't have money for that you don't have money uh to work on uh 
adding basically more money to the funds and budgets that need actually funding and budgeting but instead you have money to steal from those funds and those budgets on those projects that are lined up so i mean it's very difficult really to even understand what it is that these people are trying who they're trying to make fools out of so not only does lesco uh increase its per unit charge every every few months not every year every few months taxes also get simultaneously increased within that bill and so do miscellaneous taxes which they don't tell you what it is about they also get added into that bill plus we were now forced to pay for radio pakistan which the government itself refuted uh saying that the radio pakistan was not really a uh, part of pakistan's um, it wasn't under pakistan's national um Uh, organization when radio pakistan was hit and it incurred losses and damages then the government refused to take responsibility saying that radio pakistan was no longer actually a national uh, organization or company or institution um and then yet yet we are paying taxes for radio pakistan we don't even listen to radio pakistan but everybody's forced to pay taxes for radio pakistan in their electricity bills no less and then Here's another loss and damage incurred by the public. Um, whenever Wabda turns the grid back online, it has never done so with stable current or stable voltage, and it either gives you extreme high voltage or extreme low voltage for the first few eight to ten seconds, which usually causes appliances, people's appliances, to blow up. Um, a few houses have burnt down. uh due to that because it caused fire hazards um appliances like uh, even stabilizers imagine that even stabilizers that people had linked to their fridges and other appliances in order to save themselves from this loss actually ended up incurring even more losses because uh their stabilizers would uh, blow up and catch fire and then the fridges would catch fire and then the whole house would catch fire and people have even died people have even died in certain cases and still till date it has been decades now still till date wabda has not been able to uh stabilize its electricity every time it turns off the grid and then when it turns it back on it is you have a shattering 8 to 10 to 15 seconds sometimes 2 minutes of very very unstable current and voltage in which you're just literally praying that nothing happens so has the company has wabda ever paid for these losses now if you look at the total sum uh, of losses incurred by the public due to wabda's uh, unprofessional and uh, negligent attitude it is in billions not just millions it is in billions so has the government ever paid the public these damages so you see this is a country i mean which you can understand that why it was so easy for this country to collapse is this is a country where no one takes responsibility but everybody has a part to play in damage and loss incurred upon the next person so there is a chain a whole chain from top to bottom 
of people causing harm, people causing loss, people causing damages, and nobody paying for it except the victims. The victims are paying constantly. Now, if the victim will constantly pay for the damages and the losses and the sufferances incurred, how long do you think that can go on? If the victim is getting nothing but only giving, how deep do you think the victim's pockets are? How long will they continue giving in the form of taxes, in the form of paying for damages encouraged to the victim himself, in the form of paying for services that they never get, in the form of paying for uh, repairs of damages that are incurred to the same people who have given them or caused them those damages? How long do you think that country can last? How, do, how long do you think those businesses can last? And this is why businesses in Pakistan do not last long, because businesses do not take responsibility. Now, as I said, it doesn't matter if an employee of the company has promised a client something in order to secure a contract. The company is obliged to fulfill that promise because the salesman is the representative of that company. And it is impossible for the company to not know that their salespeople are promising potential clients things that are not in the company's policy. It is impossible because it is the company's policy to force their sales and marketing team to acquire contracts, to secure contracts by any means necessary, even if they have to lie to the clients. So it is ultimately the company's responsibility. And this is something that has been recognized by law all over the world. And so all companies are obliged to follow that rule, except when they come to the subcontinent or other so-called third world countries. These same countries who follow the global standards in their own, uh, in, in when the, the companies uh, in America, for example, or in Europe or in Australia, they follow their laws, they follow consumer laws, they follow all the laws um, pertaining to consumer rights. And then when they set up branches or franchises in other countries, they earn the most amount of profits from those branches. Why? Because in those countries, there are no laws to be followed. There are no implementations. They cannot be caught. So these countries basically sustain themselves by profiteering from third world countries, by breaking those same laws that they uphold in their own countries. At the same time, these countries, uh, these companies, once they have gotten whatever they need to get from their franchises in other countries or their branches, they conveniently close down announcing bankruptcy or announcing uh, that they are selling their stocks or whatever, that they can no longer continue or sustain those local branches. And they close down and they move out. Again, who is suffering? The clients of those countries, the customers. Another thing that these, these companies do, these international companies, is when they come to these third world countries, they basically set up uh, so-called franchises. 
and then when a when a customer has a complaint um, due to a faulty manufactured product or anything and the customer decides to go over their heads and di directly contact the headquarters in America for example or in Europe or in Australia or even in Korea or Japan then those ahead uh, uh, the, the email replies that they get from the headquarters um, in those replies, the headquarters literally fails to take responsibility by citing that the so-called franchise has no relationship with the parent company whatsoever and that it's not even a franchise. So, who is lying to you? The original parent company or the franchise? In any case, whose responsibility should it be? If neither the parent company nor the franchise takes responsibility, where will the customer go? This is how American capitalism has spread all over the world. This is how profiteering and racketeering is legalized by companies, both international and domestic. And the international companies or multinational companies survive because they still have their headquarters, their parent companies in their own countries where they are still running in compliance with the law. So once they have earned enough profits uh, from other third world countries, it doesn't matter to them if they have to close down. There are a lot many other more places for them to restart because they're looking for short term profiteering but domestic companies of those countries of the those third world countries um, they will not last at all because that is their headquarters that is their everything that is their base and then they think they can get away with everything by just winding up and taking the money and going away they think it doesn't matter but yeah okay if you are setting up a company in pakistan with the idea that uh it doesn't matter how long it lasts as long as you make money in a short time frame then go ahead uh, but then remember that, again, this is why you people will never be successful in life. Because it doesn't matter how many times you open a new company and how many times you earn short-term profits. At the end of the day, the losses incurred on your part too will be greater than the profits made. When we build a company, we must always keep long-term success in mind not short-term profits but in pakistan i've noticed that people basically as a rule do not think long term neither the politicians nor the businessmen nor the small fries of the business industry nor the skilled labor white collar blue collar it doesn't matter who or what you are or which capacity you are in people do not care they're all after short-term profits which is why the country has collapsed and that is all there is to it and this is me signing out wherever you are however you are stay safe stay healthy for the hafiz